0: KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. I'm Michael Krasny. Yesterday, nurses in the Bay Area and nationwide staged protests to bring attention to the challenges they face during the pandemic, including increased patient loads and PPE shortages. We'll talk with a local nurse and union official about their demands. Then at 930, two-thirds of teachers nationally do not want to return to in-person instruction during the pandemic. And more than 80% think distance learning will exacerbate learning gaps and cause students to fall behind. That's all according to a new NPR survey. We'll hear about what concerns teachers the most. That's all next, after this. Welcome to this morning's forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Across the country yesterday, thousands of nurses staged protests to highlight the challenges they face as frontline health care workers during the pandemic. More than a hundred healthcare workers in California have died from COVID-19, and according to media reports, medical professionals account for 20% of coronavirus infections in some states. Over six months into the pandemic, a lack of personal protective equipment in some hospitals remains a pressing problem. Nurses are demanding that more be done to protect them and are seeking state and federal help to fix the PPE backlog. We'll hear how nurses and healthcare workers are coping and what they need for a safer work environment. And if you're a healthcare worker, you can give us a call now and let us know what you are facing and what the challenges are in terms of your own profession or career. You can give us a call at 866-733-6786. That number again, 866-733-6786. Or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email us, forum at kqed.org. Let me introduce Kathy Kennedy, current secretary and co-president-elect of the California Nurses Association and vice president of National Nurses United, as well as a neonatal ICU nurse, excuse me, at Kaiser in Roseville. And welcome, Kathy Kennedy. Good to have you aboard.
1: Good morning. and Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I guess the place I'd like to begin, there's so much embedded in what went on. I know you were on the picket line all day and uh, there were roughly about 3,300 nurses, 1,800 technicians and over 200 uh, Uh, sites uh, about I think a dozen or well 16 actually to be exact here in the in the Bay Area. Uh, I'm just wondering how much of this has to do with PPE and safety because there's a lot that's been embedded and there have been ongoing uh, negotiations with nurses and ongoing strikes. Um, A lot of it is about safety and PPE though no?
1: Yes it is. I mean a lot has to do with it you know this is about saving lives and and it's really important that nurses and other healthcare workers have the optimal PPE in order to safely uh, provide care for the patients that we see every day. So yes, it is a continual fight.
0: But there's, as I said, a lot more that seems to be baked into this. Uh, You want protocols uh, with the precautionary principle. You want OSHA to uh, set up emergency temporary standards for optimal PPEs. And you also want the president to use executive authority under the uh, Defense Production Act to uh, get mass production of PPE.
1: Exactly. You know, we've, you know, it's been, like you said, uh, over six months, seven months since this new coronavirus virus has hit us and, you know, it's not going away anytime soon. And it is important that um, like I said, nurses and other healthcare workers have all the adequate PPE that's needed to, to provide care. And um, we already know that there's shortages in hospitals and other areas. And so by utilizing the, you know, the president to invoke the Defense Production Act, um, this would allow you know, domestic manufacturers to begin to produce that PPE that we need. It also helps to produce jobs for those um, people that are unemployed right now. So it's really something that we really need to do because this is not going away anytime soon.
0: What does that mean for the patients, uh, particularly maybe you might even want to speak personally about this because I know you work in ICU in the neonatal unit up in Roseville, uh, but from a patient's perspective uh, there's obviously a lot of concern about safety.
1: Absolutely. Well you know it's also, as registered nurses, we're also concerned about the working conditions in the hospitals, and you know, if the nurses are not safe, then you know we're extremely concerned about our patients. And so every day, you know, this is something that we we look at is making sure that we have the proper equipment so that we're not inadvertently exposed, nor do we expose anyone else. So this is a constant fight that we deal with. Um, not only here in California, but across the United States.
0: And what are you hearing from members about how they are coping?
1: You're talking about the nurses?
0: I'm talking about well, your union members, uh, fellow professional nurses, yeah, but not only nurses. I Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, other tech workers in this as well, but nurses specifically if you would.
1: Well, you know, again. I mean, this is an unknown virus. This is, this is something that we're, we're learning about every day. So really, you know, here in California, we have what's called the aerosol transmissible disease uh, standard. So we really, we believe in the um, precautionary principle, which means that since we don't know that much about this virus, that we really need to treat it as it, as, it, as you know aerosolized uh, virus. So we want the optimal PPE meaning that any patient that comes in, we want to treat them as a patient under investigation, that they could potentially be uh, carrying the virus. So we want to make sure that our nurses and other healthcare care providers have the equipment that they need. So not only are they protected, but um, we're putting these patients, um, having them tested in the proper isolation that's, that's needed. So don't no spread for this virus.
0: We're talking with Kathy Kennedy, who is current secretary and co-president-elect of the California Nurses Association, also vice president of National Nurses United and a neonatal ICU nurse in Kaiser at uh, in, up in Roseville. I'm wondering, Kathy, if you could also talk about the fact uh, that the federal government uh, has been distributing PPEs in ways that uh, are really questionable. In fact, many have held them up to scrutiny. Um, unfair, trying to put the burden on state and local governments, but also uh, it's been alleged, and I think to some extent uh, corroborated, that there's been, well, more attention given, let's say, to states that don't have, uh, uh, that have either Republicans in the governorship or uh, are certainly not opposed to the Trump administration. How do you make impact with a one-day strike on a federal government like the federal government we have?
1: Well, I think that um, as you know nurses have always been fighting and advocating for patients and and workplace safety and so you know we we understand that it's it's that that loud voice that we continue to say exactly what is happening at the front lines you know and as a frontline staff nurses I can tell you that um, the lack of PPE um, is prevalent and it is of concern um, and we we constantly have to fight with our uh, administration to, to let them know what is needed for the nurses. You know, even before we had COVID, when we had a patient that was in isolation, we had what we needed. We had the gowns, we had the, 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 the mask, we had the um, N95 and PAPRs if needed for those patients. Now that COVID has hit um, and, and it is a pandemic, Uh, It it almost feels as though that they are mm, not providing for the nurses what they need. It it almost seems like a daily fight. When we come into work, you know, our isolation carts are are not filled with the PPE that we need. We may have to go down and talk to the managers to ask for the gowns or even um, uh, um, N95 masks. We're given one mask per day, an N95 mask. And then, even then, if we say that we need an N95 or a PAPR, it's really a fight. So, as nurses, we have been voicing our concerns since the beginning of, of this pandemic. I mean, since January and February, we have been fighting and fighting. And, and one of the things that has happened in uh, our facility is that we had been fighting for universal masking because before that we didn't. So, you know. Uh, it took us several months, and now anyone that enters our hospital is given a mask. Um, they're taking their temperature, um, all of those things. But that was a fight. So you know, those N95
0: masks were not; they were designed to be disposable. And I know uh, in many respects throughout the country, they were being used and reused and so forth. Let me get a response from you, Kathy, to uh, what Kaiser put out as a statement. Uh, They said, uh, Kaiser Permanente's top priority is the safety of our patients and staff throughout the past five months of worldwide shortages of masks, gloves, gowns, and other equipment. uh, Our procurement teams have made sure that we have had the appropriate PPE to protect our teams. Is that correct statement from your perspective?
1: Well, they've been procuring all of the PPE, but again, they want us to reuse our N95 mask, you know, and clearly on the package of an N95 mask, it's for single use. So all of the PPE should be for a single use, not to be reused. And so, you know, even within Kaiser Permanente, they have a system where they want to decontaminate the N95 respirator mask, which we know is is not safe, and we're concerned about that.
0: Are doctors asked to reuse N ninety five masks?
1: Um, I believe so.
0: Yeah, and I've got a listener named Glenda who wants you to talk about testing uh, for exposed nurses. Uh, that's part of what you were out protesting about. You want regular and consistent testing, do you not?
1: Yes. Well, I've never been tested, um, and the only time that nurses have been tested is if they've been if they're starting to show s- symptoms. So even if they've been exposed. They're not necessarily tested until they show signs and symptoms of uh, COVID 19.
0: Well, if you have so questions, that's a problem. it is a problem indeed. And if you have questions, again, feel free to join us by phone. The toll free number is 866 733 6786. That's 866 733 6786. Or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email questions or comments you might have to Forum at kqed.org uh, as i said there's a lot that's been baked into the protests that went on yesterday uh, you're feeling uh, to some extent at least nurses are feeling that hospitals are using the pandemic to change the nurse patient ratio can you talk about that
1: sure you know right now um you know here in california we've been fortunate to have a nurse to patient ratio and because of the pandemic um, there are hospitals that are attempting to um waive the the ratio And that's a real concern. You know, they want to say that there is a a nursing shortage, but clearly there is not. I mean, it. it, What it's about? It's about nurses wanting to make sure that the work environment is safe and they have the PPE that is needed, the optimal PPE, to care for patients as well as to protect the nurses as they care for the patients.
0: So. The protest yesterday also had to do with the HEROES Act. Uh, I mean you're trying to really get help uh, in a number of ways financially. I think the statement was economic issues become health issues and that seems to be part of at least what you're out there protesting about.
1: Oh absolutely. You know we like like I said earlier, the uh, this pandemic is not going away anytime soon. So we really need to gear up our, um, you know, the the, the stockpile of PPE, N95 and PAPR, uh, a mask that we need to care for these patients. And one of the ways is to uh, for the, this administration to invoke the Defense Production Act to really get these companies here in the United States to begin manufacturing all of the supplies as well as testing and all of that. So that there is a, um, that we have what we need and that there is a national strategy so that we can really combat this uh, virus that's affecting all of us and as kathy well let as, me get a know,
0: response to you from uh sure. i'm sorry did you have something I, I no, thought, no 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 go ahead uh i didn't mean to interrupt you uh robert says can you elaborate on how this pandemic dramatically exposed the dysfunctional cruelties of a profit-based healthcare system how would a single-payer medicare for all system be different
1: Well, I think, you know, take a look at what's happening across the country. I mean, you know, there are, um, we have this whole issue of, um, a disproportionate number of black, indigenous, um, and people of color that don't have access to care. And, you know, uh, it's, I think that by having a, a Medicare for all system, you know, single payer system, it isn't about where you live, how much money you can afford. It's, it's everyone is provided the um, healthcare that they deserve and access is very important and key. And so um, I think it's very important for us to recognize that. You know, Right now, three to four times black people and people of color are becoming sick with COVID-19 and dying in high, high rates. And so by making sure that everyone has equal access to healthcare is, is something that nurses, again, have been fighting for for many, many, many years.
0: Kathy Kennedy, appreciate very much your being with us. Thank you for the time and thank you for your information. Thank you. It's Kathy Kennedy, current secretary and co-president-elect of California Nurses Association, vice president of National Nurses United, as well as a neonatal ICU nurse. At kaiser and roseville now we're going to bring carmella coyle into this discussion who is president and ceo of california hospital association which represents the interests of more than 400 hospitals and health systems in california and welcome carmella coyle
2: thank you michael pleased to be here
0: good to have you here well we heard certainly the concern about inadequate testing about inadequate ppe about lack of safety and uh let's talk about this directly from the hospital's point of view. I mean, this is of concern to nurses. It's obviously of concern to patients as well.
2: It's of concern to nurses and patients, and it's of concern to hospitals. Uh, the issues of uh, inadequate amounts of personal protective equipment, critically important to hospitals. There is nothing more important than the safety of patients and healthcare workers. The problem is there simply is not enough. Uh, it's the definition of a pandemic, and that is there was only so much supply of masks and gowns, and gloves, and all of the equipment that is needed, and with COVID-19, which hit not just one spot in the world, uh, but worldwide, the very definition of a pandemic means that everybody is trying to draw on the same limited supply of equipment. And that's why the Centers for Disease Control came out with guidance that we've all been following. We don't have as much as we would like. And therefore, the Centers for Disease Control has provided guidance for how we can protect those healthcare workers working most closely with COVID 19 patients, how we do that appropriately.
0: And what about the, this concern that the pandemic is being used to change the nurse patient ratio? I know there's been extraordinarily. Uh, high escalations of costs for hospitals and all the like. But this was expressed as a deep concern by not only uh, Kathy Kennedy, who joined us, but it has been expressed by many nurses here in the Bay Area.
2: And, and I think the, the suggestion that somehow it's being used uh, is misplaced. What's going on is the COVID-19 disease, happens in spurts, in outbreaks. We saw this in Imperial County on the southern border with Mexico. We're seeing it right now in the Central Valley of California. And what happens is, as there is a spike in COVID-19 cases and people move quickly into the hospital for the care that they need, uh, we can run into situations where we don't have enough critical care nurses in the ICUs to care for those patients. And so California is the only state in the United States that has these minimum ratios of nurses to patients, the only state. And so at that point in time, when we're seeing a flood of patients in need of ICU care, it may be the case that we have to waive those minimum standards so that we can care for those patients. Um, We actually uh, did waive those nurse staffing ratios in the spring, in March and April when the pandemic first hit, uh, but it allowed us together, workers and hospitals, to care for every single patient who needed our care at that moment.
0: I've got uh, a number of callers I'd like to get to in the time we have remaining, as well as uh, hear from some of our listeners via email. Let me get Martha on from Oakland. Martha, good morning. Welcome to Forum.
2: Good morning. My name is Martha. I live in Oakland. I'm a home infusion nurse, which means that I go to patients' homes and help them with their IV medication. My company has given me all the PPE I need. My manager asks us repeatedly and per- periodically if we have enough, and then she sends it to us via UPS or we can come in and pick it up. We have enough 1095 masks. In the beginning, I guess there was a little bit of a shortage, so they gave us P100 masks, which is the kind that's those giant masks with filters. We were wearing those in the patient's homes. Now we have lots of N95. I don't understand this shortage. My company has no problem, seems like, getting enough, enough stuff. And, um, yeah, they're a big corporation, but I don't understand why there's this shortage, because we're getting enough.
0: Can and you address that, from... Carmella Coyle? Go ahead.
2: Sure, um, and I think um, what, um, one of the most important aspects here is how much of this is needed to care for hospitalized patients. So it is very different in a hospital ICU setting than it is in a home infusion setting. We go through many, 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 not just masks, but remember it's masks and isolation gowns and face shields and gloves uh, and boot covers and all of the rest. Uh, We use Far more in an intensive care unit setting than we do in other healthcare settings, dentist office, physicians' offices, home infusion centers, and we care for so many patients that the volumes needed in hospitals are far greater than the volumes needed elsewhere. Recall, even the state as uh, of California, as they were looking to rebuild the state stockpile, uh, it took months before they were able to get uh, the N95 masks and some of the other critically important. Equipment that was needed.
0: Well, let me read a comment from Kim, who is a nurse who writes us and says, I would not count on enough PPE in place by another big surge this fall or winter. I am saving some used N95s after baking them in direct hot sunlight for several days or placing them on the dash of a car. True recommendations are for these masks to be disposable. We simply cannot count on them to be here at this point. Why is no one manufacturing in this country? And we get again into this whole question of uh partisan politics and how that's played in the distribution of ppe and it is a big question another big question i have for you uh carmella coyle is um sutter management has been charged with eliminating sick days and requiring nurses to pay for their own health care that's come from essentially the nurses union can you address that
2: Uh, i don't have specific information on that circumstance Uh, What I do know is that hospitals have been working to do everything we can to ensure that when isolation, uh, quarantine is needed, that we're doing everything we can to ensure that our workers can do that. Um, There were pieces of legislation early on around uh, workers' compensation and understanding that individuals uh, who had COVID-19, it was important for us to make certain that they were taken care of uh, from that perspective as well. Uh, So I don't have specifics on the other. If I may, however, comment on the manufacturing system um, and and process, that is the crux of this issue. Uh, We used to have uh, personal protective equipment that was manufactured in the United States, uh, but it was the case that it could be done far less expensively out of the United States. And so much of the supply chain of masks and gowns and all of the rest moved internationally. Many people don't know that a lot of that was actually manufactured in China and, in fact, in Wuhan, China. And so when we saw China so affected by this pandemic itself, it really shut down some of the manufacture. One of the most important lessons coming out of this pandemic will be the need for us to diversify the manufacture of PPE so that we have multiple sources because this pandemic uh, is far from over.
0: Well, on that note, we're going to have to conclude. But I thank you very much for being with us, Carmela Coyle. Appreciate your time. That's Carmela Coyle, president and CEO of California Hospital Association, which represents the interests of more than. 400 hospitals and health systems in California. And when we return, we're gonna talk about teachers and what concerns them as schools go online for the most part here in the Bay Area, but changing nature of uh, education throughout the country. Stay tuned for that. It's Up Ahead, I'm Michael Krasny.